Welcome to Ask the Ascot. My name is Michael Beck. This is episode 17, The Crystal Show. In around 10 minutes each week, I both answer as many of your questions as I can, and also refrain from selling you any cryptocurrency at all. Nowhere else on the internet can you get a deal this good. Send me your questions on Facebook and Twitter at AskTheAscot, or email AskTheAscot at gmail.com. Before we begin today, I have a proclamation. As you know, each episode, I award a treat to the best question I've received. And I've fallen, uh, let's say a little behind in the mailing out of treats. Okay, I have fallen very behind in the mailing out of treats. This is a busy time of year in the brains business. But rest assured that if you are currently waiting on a treat in recognition for excellence in question asking, it will be on its way to you very soon. Please understand that my definition of very soon is that of a typical mid-level academic bureaucrat. Your mileage may vary. Conveniently enough, this leads right into our first question today. It comes from Carrie. Carrie's on Twitter, at Cantwelk. Carrie wonders, Is Ask the Ascot just your wife Crystal's brilliant strategy to get you to remove extraneous nerd stuff from your lovely Virginia home? Heart, laughing emoji, heart. Carrie, this is an excellent question, and I should specify here, for reasons of comedy, that Carrie actually wrote out the words, heart, laughing emoji, heart. Now, When I was a tragic single man in my twenties, I fancied myself as having excellent taste in fashion, culture, and home decor. I was a man of refinement. This thinking also helps to explain why I was both tragic and single. Needless to say, many of my possessions were indeed, as Carrie puts it, nerd stuff. My wife, Crystal, has frustratingly numerous strengths, including unerringly correct taste. She has flaws, but they certainly shall never be discussed on this podcast. During the decade we've been together, Crystal has brought her correct, excellent taste to bear in many, many facets of my life. Now, gentle listener, Crystal is not dominating all of my behaviors or cruelly controlling my life. We both understand that marriage is a two-way street. For instance, I've helped Crystal learn to be much angrier and shoutier about her political opinions. As soon as we started seriously dating, Crystal liquidated everything I owned. My furniture, my clothes, my Simpsons figurines— All were buried in the backyard, at night, to conceal the shame. The one enduring lot from the Michael Beck estate is thousands of books. I like to read actual, printed books, and I like to own a copy of the book I read. I then like to display the book on a bookshelf so that guests can marvel at what a well-read, pompous little man I am. 
Like many readers, I also acquire many books in the hope of reading them someday, but then never actually do. Crystal also has thousands of books, so between us, we now have too many books. Now, I know that many of you out there are thinking, Too many books? Ha 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 Impossible! Gentle listener, I give you but one example. Crystal and I have a rickety old dresser hidden away in a corner of a walk-in closet. One of the dresser's feet has gone missing, so that corner of the dresser is now propped up by one of those brick-like Norton literature anthologies. Gentle listener, when books become structural elements in your home, you have too many books. Crystal and I just don't have as much space for these things as we need to properly enjoy them all. For many years now, I've just been giving books away to friends or students who ask me about them. But I've still not made that much of a dent in our library. I figure I'll only have to host Ask the Ascot for a little over 900 years, giving away a treat or two each week, before I get our library down to a manageable volume. The problem is that for every book I give away, we acquire at least half a dozen new ones. I really should stop blowing so much money on books and start wisely investing this money in something substantial, like cryptocurrency. No, that's a ridiculous comparison. A year from now, people will still happily accept the old books that I give away. Now, Carrie, since you have kindly inquired after my nerd stuff, I'm mailing you some of my nerd stuff as a treat. I'll send you my Klingon dictionary. Uita! Roop! That is, enjoy it in good health. Emily, she's on Twitter, at Shrampage, asks, Can you be an attorney at something other than at law? Emily, yes, you can be attorney at something other than law. In fact, you can be an attorney in fact. Okay, First, we should specify that I'll be talking about the U.S. legal system here, in which I am not an expert of any kind, and not necessarily the legal system of any other country, in which I am not even qualified enough to say that I am not an expert of any kind. An attorney is someone who is legally entitled to represent someone else and act in their interests. The verb, to attorn, comes from Middle English, and it means to transfer or to designate. And I'll spare the gentle listener any more of my linguistics knowledge, which is even less impressive than my legal knowledge. I will, though, put in a plug here for reading the dictionary for fun, especially when it's the Oxford English Dictionary, or the OED, which I fell into while I was reading about this topic. The Oxford English Dictionary is a vast dictionary of the more than 600,000 words that have ever been in the English language. The OED was originally in a couple of dozen hardbound volumes, but now it also lives online. You can probably access it through your local public library. The OED is always being updated. 
and every entry contains great example quotations. In addition, each word has an extremely detailed definition that often is more like an essay. For instance, reading about the word attorney in the OED, I ran across this beautifully judgy line explaining the origin of the word, and I'm quoting here. The statement found in the law dictionaries for the last 200 years, that the word attorney means one who acts in the turn of another, is a bad guess. <laughs> a dictionary calling other dictionaries bad guessers. The whole OED blooms with little flowers such as this. Anyway... An attorney at law is someone who is qualified to represent someone else before a court of law. So, if you have passed the bar exam and are permitted to stand in front of a judge in a courtroom and say that I shouldn't be sent to prison for cryptocurrency fraud, then you're an attorney at law. So at long last, what is an attorney in fact? Conveniently enough, my wife Crystal was an attorney, in fact, just last year, when she took care of some legal stuff for her grandmother. Crystal signed a document called a power of attorney, which made her Nana's attorney, in fact. She signed a bunch of documents as attorney, in fact, and sometimes she actually had to sign her name Crystal, comma, attorney, in fact. I, on the other hand, am not an attorney of any kind, although my hourly rates remain outrageous. I have a final proclamation before we conclude today. I extend Ask the Ascot's heartiest congratulations to the entire nation of Slovakia. Slovakia meddled in two events at the recently concluded Winter Games in Beijing. They won the gold medal in the women's slalom, that's an alpine skiing event, and they won the bronze in the men's tournament in ice hockey. As keen listeners know, Ask the Ascot is exceedingly popular in Slovakia, where my particular brand of not-that-funny comedy plays very well. Slovak listener, I commend you for your phenomenal effort at the Olympics. Gratulujem! That's my best attempt at congratulations in Slovak. If you liked what you heard today, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever fine podcasts are downloaded, and share the program with a friend. My theme music was composed and recorded by my brother David. He's on Instagram at DavidBeckNYC. Send me your questions on Twitter and Facebook at AskTheAscot, or email AskTheAscot at gmail.com. Thanks for asking. Farewell.